We're back, FOTB podcast. It's Wansak, it's Noah. Yo, very jam-packed weekend of football we had here. Let's start with, well, I guess it's not technically the final match, but I would say the final main match of the weekend. Arsenal came up with a draw against their North London rivals. Tottenham, in very disappointing fashion, in my opinion at least, as an Arsenal fan. The main question, though, is with all of those chances missed, Arsenal were left ruining these mistakes. The question is, do Arsenal need a classic number nine like what I've been saying for so long now? The question is finally coming through to the main, to the, to the football fans, finally realizing it. To be fair, every team needs a, a a number nine in the in the current day and age. There was a chance for Eddie and Ketia. I think he was one on one with the keeper. Angle was kind of kind of small, kind of tight, but the near post was wide open. And who have we seen until recently that would simply bury that chance for City? Yeah, I mean, we do honestly both of their strikers would probably bury that chance if we're being real. No, no, no. I mean, I'm not even talking about Holland or, or Alvarez. Aguero, Aguero would bury that near post finish. So that's also one of the best strikers of all time in Premier League history. Honestly, in world football history. I mean, uh, that's my point. Like, at two nil, at three, I mean, even we don't even need to talk about Jesus. We know about his finishing abilities. I know this is a popular narrative, but at 2-0, you, you don't really see a way back for Tottenham at that stage. No, 100%. I mean, I'm in agreement with you, right? Can Eddie improve his finishing and improve his overall play? Yes, because we've seen his overall play improve. Is his finishing there right now? Is his overall play there right now? The answer is just is simply not. If we're being real. And, and he's 24. He's not, and he's been in the system for a long time. I know he maybe hasn't played that much. He's played a lot more recently, but but this, I guess, I mean, I don't know if this hurts. Maybe it hurts you, but it looked like you had a up and coming promising striker who, of course, he wanted to leave to play. But you had this striker who scored twenty plus goals in in league on the prior season and just let him go, in in Balogun. Well, that one is going to come down to core values of the club at the end of the day. And I'm always going to be for that. I don't think Arteta is stupid. I don't think he's going to look at a quality player like that who has gotten the stats that he's gotten and just not see the talent. I don't think that's the case. I think Arteta and Edu have made an accurate assessment. Well, at least for now, accurate assessment of this person's, this player's character. Who are they besides just their footballing profile? And I think that's the reason why he hasn't stayed on. Well, I mean, if you if you think that, I mean, maybe you know better than me. But uh, from from what I from what I've heard, he just wanted to play, um, be the main man, and I'm just thinking maybe he he could have been, but maybe maybe not because they spent a lot of money on Jesus too. So, um. Yeah, I mean, this is 
this is two points dropped for Arsenal. Um, I think a little bit of it was an effect from playing in, in the Champions League midweek. You know, a lot of your players didn't play Europa League last season. So, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if you felt that haven't had an impact, especially in the last 20, 30 minutes. No, I'm not going to put it down to that. I'm sorry, but Jorginho did not play a significant amount of minutes in Champions League. Jorginho has not played significant minutes in football in general this season. It's The mistake comes down to him. And I'm I'm not I'm not gonna be that guy to say oh Declan Rice wouldn't have made that mistake X Y Z because if he had if Jorginho wasn't in that position like he didn't get sub done and somebody else had made that mistake me and probably all the Arsenal fans and probably football fans worldwide would be sitting here saying Jorginho would never make that mistake but here we are sitting down saying Jorginho was the one who made that mistake so it's uncharacteristic from him if we're being real. And being fair, he should never be making that mistake, though. We expect a lot better from him and his standards. So I'm not putting this down to Champions League football or anything like that. The truth of the matter is a mistake hit us, which can happen. But at the end of the day, I think we've got to do better with our chances. I mean, Jorginho has a mistake in him. You remember two seasons ago, he... he um. He miscontrolled the ball and let let Sancho and Rashford throw on goal. Um, that was our only shot, and then, and we managed to snatch a one all draw. Um, but reports coming out saying Rice and and Trossard are not significantly injured. Um, I mean we'll see how many if they miss any games. Um, but I mean that midfield, I think with that midfield there there was really no chance of getting anything. Um, Odegaard, Havertz, and Jorginho. Jorginho cannot play that that sole. I, I guess you could call it a sitting back role. I think he can. I just think when he gets exposed, it looks really bad. Well, yeah, he can, but not with Havertz and and Odegaard in there. No, yeah, I think at that point it was just he was just the only option. Like, let's be real. Rice injured. Party injured. Vieira just came out of that game too. There's no other option. He's our third string midfielder. And I'm not going to come here and say, oh, injuries is the reason X, Y, Z. No. But with the injuries that have happened for us there have all been in the exact same position. Party and Rice, exact same position. And then early in the season, Timba and Zinchenko, exact same. And Tamiyasu, all the same position. It's not like, you know, we have one striker, one left back, one center back, one center mid. It's all in the same spot. Is that an excuse? No. Jorginho is a world-renowned name in football. He should not be making that mistake. End of story. I can tell you, you're still, you're, you're still hurt. We're recording this a day after the match. And this guy, I can, I can hear it in your voice. Of course, oh. I'm annoyed, bro. That's two points dropped. That's going to be two points dropped for the remainder of the season. Now I have to wait till next frigging season to get back those two points. Or you could go away and, and thrash them like you have been doing. Um, But it, it is alarming, I will say, uh, because I've, I've picked you to, to win <laughs> to win the title. Um, But another pick... And again, I want to I want to mention that wasn't an, an analysis, right? That was just a prediction. I didn't sit here and say Arsenal are going to win this because of X, Y, Z, or I didn't say Chelsea are going to finish fifth because of X, Y, Z. 
it was a prediction, right? Just like how I said Tottenham might win it last season, which they didn't. Um, we don't we know that. But Chelsea, man, this this gets buried under because because of the because of the, the drop, which we called rightfully. So I said if both teams are coming in undefeated, it, it only means it's gonna end up in a draw, which it did. But Chelsea over the last 35 matches, and I know we're we're cherry picking. 35 is not even a full season. They've picked up 0.8 points per game. That amounts to, I believe, under 30 points, which would get you relegated in every single season. That's very scary. That's honestly like... And the thing is, what's so scary about it is everybody was so excited about the new manager coming in, the new players, everything looks fresh. Are we worrying too early though? Because... Maybe the manager and the squad need some time to gel. I mean, yeah, of course it's early. And I think some of it is down to the manager. I think if it's not working, you've got to try something else. And and I, I get it. He's not, he, he doesn't have abundance of options up top. And he might have no options this week because Nicholas Jackson is, is suspended for his fifth yellow card in six matches. Four of them were apparently for waving his waving his arm at the referee but um before the game it's it's been it's been out reported that Pochettino asked of his main striker to, to just do one thing right and you'll never guess what it is it's not to score it's to please don't get a stupid yellow card and he did so i think it just comes down to the, the players really they're not doing what i mean that just epitomizes everything you, you, you're asked to not get a yellow card after you've received four in five matches and you can't just go on and do that. <sighs> Big issues there, but I think a lot of it is down to the players. But the, then at that point, I want to ask you, is it not on Pochettino then to, I guess, systematically punish? I don't want to use the word punish, but, you know, basically kick, kick that player out of the lineup. Right, but then it, it doesn't just come down to Nicholas Jackson. Like, Mudrick, he's come out and said he needs to learn how to play football or to something of the of that line. And Kunku's, I mean, they also have a lot of injury to to their squad. You know, they and and they've been fairly unlucky too. Um, I think they hit the post a few times against Nottingham Forest. Uh, their their backup right back got got sent off. I'm not sure if that's a red card really. Um, I I agree. Pochettino has to take some responsibility. But I just think it's more down to the players. Players, remarkably, assembled for one billion pounds. That's actually frigging insane when you put it like that. But the question, though, do they turn it around? <laughs> I, I mean, I'm going to say they do. Yeah, it's just. But the thing is, with Pochettino, maybe Spurs were, were the best fit for him. Um. Even at even at Paris Saint Germain, he wasn't able to figure out the the three. Of course, those are star players. He couldn't figure out how to, and and nobody has really after him. Um, he wasn't able to really figure out the the issues at at, at Paris. So, does he have it in him? From what I've seen at Tottenham, I th- I think he does. But more recently, he was at Paris, right? So, I, I think he turns it around. But I, I just don't know when. It could be. It could be, you know, 
in, in April when they're when they're sitting in, in, in the relegation zone and they, they get a relegation boost or, or something, you know, just... Regin, at that point, it's not going to be Pochettino turning it around. It may be Chelsea, but it won't be him. <laughs> you, you, think, you, th- you think he gets the sack? I, I don't think he gets the sack anytime soon, really. I mean, at that point that you're talking about, April, relegation zone, yeah. Yeah, okay. Maybe, maybe, maybe I, str- I pushed it too far, but... <laughs> but I get your point. I get your points too. Um, just just one more game that I, I kind of want to touch on. Uh, Liverpool, as annoying as it is, their center backs have stepped up. That Please. was an area. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Van Dijk was missing, and and they they started a a young player named Kwanzaa. That was his first ever Premier League start away at Wolves, and I know they could have been down two 0 Um. But they didn't sign a center back, and it's it's going to be crucial that that the likes of Joe Gomez is and and the Matt Tips and even Quanta now so I've never heard of him before have to step up and they've been they've been good. So just speaking on this match, um, you're I mean, can I say your countryman? He plays for Jamaica, but he 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 was born in England, right? Uh, Mikel Antonio. He said. He's confident that they'll finish above Liverpool. Confident, I think, is strong. But, yo, West Ham are not looking too bad. At least as bad as they were last season. So, the possibility is there. But confident, yo, I I would be scared to say confident. Because Liverpool, when they hear that too, they're going to get fired up. And you know how that mentality is there already. So, I'd be a bit worried. About saying that Liverpool looking stronger. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think there's any chance that West Ham finish above uh above Liverpool. Uh, if you look at the the City fans consensus, I, I, I they don't they're not scared of Arsenal as much as they are scared of Liverpool, and that kind of ties back to what was that? I said that's what it's seeming like. Mm, yeah, I mean that that's kind of what what ties back to. Uh, what I said before in the, in the summer that I think Liverpool are the only ones that can match City because they've done it before. They've shown it. And uh, I think that's the key. The In the back of their minds, the fact that shit, Liverpool actually have done this before. Whereas yeah. Arsenal is still a question. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe their squad is, is still thin at the back. You know, one, one Trent injury and one Van Dyke injury away and they're I mean maybe maybe they're gonna bring up another youth player and and just slot him slot them in there but just one last key piece of news Rodri's going to miss the the trip to the Emirates that he is and in crucial circumstances because in my opinion that is not only city's most important player but it is also again in my opinion city's most difficult position to replace. Yeah, I mean, who starts in place of him? They have nobody that, that can do that role. Yep, at least last season they had Gundogan, who could do it. Now it's going to be Calvin Phillips, probably, I'm guessing. <laughs> he's not getting He's not getting any playing time. Maybe John Stones? Like, I, I don't know, but that, that's the point. It's going to be a rethink, a reshuffle for Pep. And the one thing I'm hoping now is, please, Arsenal, capitalize on this. We've seen this many times, even against City, where 
whoever De Bruyne is not playing XYZ and we just don't capitalize. This time we need to capitalize. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And this seems like the best opportunity in years with City missing their arguably their best player. Yeah, but we need to pick up some points before then as well. That's all we have time for today. Guys, thanks for tuning in as always. We hope you enjoyed your time with us. Remember to subscribe, to leave comments, and share with your friends. Follow us on social media at FOTBPod. Don't forget to leave a review, rating, and most importantly, don't forget to turn on those notifications. Join us again next time as we discuss the highly anticipated upcoming Premier League action. Thanks again as always. See you then.